Hello listeners, this is Brendan Jones of the Tesla City Stories. The following podcast is a recreation of a 1940s episode from the catalog of the Tesla Broadcasting Company. You have not, I repeat, not fallen through a hole in the space-time continuum. As far as I know. Please enjoy! presentation of the Tesla City Stories. It's 1944, and TBC is on the air again. TBC! Claymore's Nick Proof Razor Blades, in conjunction with the Tesla Broadcasting Company, returns you to the hard-riding days of yesteryear along Shepherd's Trail. we saw that lonesome champion of the trail. Shepard had been gravely wounded in a shootout with a war party of false Indians. His fate and that of his flock of displaced immigrants will be revealed momentarily. But first, we visit a campsite in the wilds of Illinois, where five riders in store-bought buckskin and face paint return empty-handed and defeated. Got nothing, Suzette. It was a rout. Where are the resty? Dan and Zachary. Dead, along with Freddy, Jess, and Ben. No. That's the size oh. of it, Suzette. Not a speck of gold and four of our cousins shut down. Five. What? Five of us, Dalt. Five dead, five come back. Do your numbers. Use your fingers if you have to. You making fun? Let's see if you count how many teeth you got left after this. Quit it! Boys, quit it! Dalton Cousins, Henry Cousins, that is enough out of you two. Don't you see what this means? Don't you get it? They cut our family in half! That Shepard, he's the one done it. I told you it'd be bad news. Oh, this just ain't about gold anymore, boys. This is about kin. We can't just let this lie. Can't just run all the way back home and call it a loss. We see this through. Carlton? Yeah, Susie? I know you're tired, but this is what you're gonna do. You get rid of them feathers and wipe that crud off in your face, and then you take my horse and get after Shepard's party. I need to know where they end up, because that's where we'll bury them. There. I will inquire for help at the farmhouse. Stay here, and Mr. Wilde keep pressure on Shepard's wound. Aye. Please hurry, Papa. I don't understand. Isn't there anything else your father can do? He's a doctor, isn't he? He is, but... Papa's a dentist. Yes? 
Good day, miss. My name is Emil Draganik. My children and my traveling companions you see over there have been set upon by outlaws, and we have a seriously wounded man with us. Oh, dear me. He needs care, and we could use a place to... Oh, of course, of course. You bring him right in. I'll lay some old blankets down in the parlor here. After we get him situated, have your boy drive your cart and horses into the barn. Thank you, miss. Thank you. What is your name? Lily Fancher. Bless your kindness, Miss Fancher. Bartol, Mila, bring him! Come! With as much care as possible, Aloysius Wilde and Emil lift Shepard's unconscious form from the buckboard while Mila presses the bloody rags against the wound in his side. It is not until they lay him upon Lily Fancher's parlor floor that the owner of the small farm gets a look at the injured man. Doctor, I put on some water to boil. I figured you... <gasps> My stars! Who have you brought me? I know. It looks terrible, doesn't it? This is the man who saved our lives. His name is... Oh, I know who this is. This is Judas Shepard. Judas! Amazing. Such a small world we live in. Indeed. What are the odds of that? Well, I've taught some math in my day, but I wouldn't care to hazard a guess. Miss Fancher, as I've explained, my skills are not adequate enough to really help Shepard. He needs a physician with some surgical skills and soul. I understand. Well, there's Cloris Peltier in town. She learned surgery assisting her husband, our town doc, till he passed. She's the very best we've got. I'll fetch her. No, 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 please allow me. You do that, Aloysius? Uh, of course I would, Mila. We all owe Mr. Shepard a great deal. Uh, wait, Miss Fancher, what is the name of this town? Fillmore. Wonderful, never been there. Here, Mr. Wilde, let me write a note for this lady doctor so she knows what is needed. Barthol, saddle the chestnut mare for Mr. Wilde. Yes, Papa. So, you knew him? About as well as anyone can. I think I know the important things about him. That he's strong, that he's kind, and that he'll do anything for those he loves. Anything except stay. You were the one. Pardon? He said he'd only ever loved somebody once in his life. That might be me. I hope so. I know I loved him something fierce. And you, dear, have you fallen for Shepard too? I... I believed I had. Well, I know that a heart's going to feel what it wants to feel, but I'd advise against it. You ought to find yourself a home. Well, that's what we're doing. We're headed back to the city of New Utterby in New York. No, I meant you should find yourself someone who feels like that to you. Someone as welcoming and comfortable as home. Shepard has many wonderful things, but he's too restless and free to be a home for anyone. And so, true to his word, Aloysius retrieves Mrs. Cloris Peltier and returns to the Fancher home, where Emil and the doctor work into the night to remove the slug from Shepard's abdomen. As dawn breaks the following day, there is little to do but watch and wait. A remarkable job, Doctor... Uh, Mrs. Peltier. Well, don't give me too much credit. I had two very important things in my favor. One, a clean wound that missed all internal organs. And two, an able assistant in you, Dr. Dragani. Hear that, Papa? You saved Shepard's life. He certainly did, young man. What can we do for him now, Cloris? Well, mostly... Can't be. He... he's coming too. Impossible. 
either I'm dreaming or I'm dead. Because that sure looks like an angel named Lily Fancher. Well, honestly, if I tell you you're dreaming, will you go back to sleep? <laughs> I don't know how this happened, but my oh my, is it pleasant to see you again. Perhaps we should give them some privacy. Uh, no, 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 no. I, I, uh, actually, I need to speak with your, your papa alone. Yeah. You heard him, everyone, Mrs. Peltier, Miss Fancher, if you would. Of course. Oh, certainly, but the man needs rest. Yes, I, I understand. Thank you. Now then, Doc. Yes, Shepard. It's just about time you came clean about a few things. I don't... I'm You're a liar, Doc. And if there's one thing I got no truck with, it's liars. We shall return with more Shepherd's Trail. Do we have to? Why, if it isn't Daniel Rovin, one of tonight's cast. Don't tell me you're unhappy with your parts in tonight's show. Well, no, not really. I mean, they are kind of small. But important. Oh, sure, okay. But the thing that's driving me crazy is this beard. You do look a little shaggy. I grew it for the part of Dalt Cousins. It was my, uh, my key, my entry into who this man is and what his world is like. You see, this beard was my, my sensory touchstone for this character, you understand? Not at all. And I'm quite uncomfortable. Yeah, well, so's this beard. It sounds like you're in need of a kind of clean, close shave you can only get from Claymore's nick-proof razor blades. Ah, yeah, I heard about those in part one. I'm sure you did. Then you know that Claymore's razors will give you three, three months, months of, of daily... daily shaves without doling. Yeah, got it. Uh, uh, yes, but did you know that Claymore's nick-proof razor blades are actually helping us win the war? Sure, the whole demoralizing the enemy with our smooth faces thing. Yeah, I heard that too. Huh. So, should I just, uh, not finish here? No, no, please, do your thing. So when you want the closest shave around, there's only one name that counts. Nick Moore's Clay Razors, right? So how many lines did you get this week, roughly? And now we return you to Shepherd's Trail. A liar? But what if I... Don't, I don't... don't bother, Doc. That's just something that makes it worse. I know an untruth when I hear it. Well, I... I admit that I misrepresented myself. I am no doctor, rather, I'm a dentist. And I'm afraid that I never struck at the rich out west. The gold I show you is the whole of it. The, the supply I use in the making of caps and false teeth. Heck, I knew you were <clears throat> lying about the gold straight off. You did? Then why did you agree to help us? Because I could tell your reasons for lying were good. Because I knew you needed my help keeping your family safe. But when I asked you if you expected trouble, you lied. You were expecting oh, that attack. No, no, not that attack at least. I should explain. Twenty years ago, I married my beloved wife Ivanka. A wonderful woman, but romantic, searching. She was the one who wanted us to leave Croatia and come to America. We crossed the Atlantic on a boat full of many others from very many countries, all seeking something better in this fresh land. 
one of these other passengers became a dear friend of ours, a Scandinavian fellow named Lars Dahlgaard. He was coming to New York with a land deed that had passed into his hands from the death of his last living relative. The deed was for an enormous tract of land upon which was built the city of New Utterby. Lars was on his way to the States to, in essence, become the landlord of an entire city. He was a good man. He even helped me to deliver Mila during our crossing and became her godfather. We stayed with him for a few years until Ivanka became restless and decided we should see the frontier. Well, she died before we got further than West Missouri. Before we left New Otterby, Lars had taken me aside with his lawyer and drawn up a transfer of property and his will, bequeathing to myself, Mila, Bartol, and any of their children the deed to the land in the case of his death. We had become his family, you see. So that's what you're carrying that's so important. Not gold. That deed is your treasure, which... Uh, which means Lars is passed. Yes. We received a letter from that same lawyer informing us that we would do the deed, but in the same letter was a warning. The East Coast Central Railroad Company wants to turn New Utterby into a, a, a hub of operations. They had been pressuring Lars to sell the land, first offering him millions of dollars. When that had no effect, they began threatening him. There are suggestions that his death may not have been accidental. So in that letter, this lawyer fellow told you to stay off the trains because the East Coast Central would have, have hired guns trying to keep you from ever getting to New Utterby. Yes, that is it exactly. So yes, I was expecting trouble. But those men in the war bonnets didn't seem like agents of the railroad. Well, you're right about that. I recognized a couple of them. They're the Cousins' Cousins, a no-account family of thieves sprinkled around Missouri. They come a long way to shoot at us. What are they after? Now, that I couldn't tell you. But we should definitely move on from here as soon as we can. Three days later, as the Dragonics, Aloysius Wilde, and Lily Fancher sit down to a hearty breakfast, they are surprised by a new face at the table. Morning, all. Judas? What are you doing out of bed, Mr. Shepard? You must rest. Heal. It's okay, Doc. I'm in pretty quick. See? Blimey, it looks like an old scar. Impossible, but there it is. You're still just a bag of secrets, aren't you, Jude? I'm just me, Lil. You know that. Judas! How was I ever supposed to guess that? Who names their boy Judas? Bart! <laughs> Well, I can only say that neither of my parents understood much of the Bible. Now you can see why I prefer just playing Shepherd. But you played the game, so if your pa's agreeable, I'll, I'll give you some pointers with the shooting irons. Doc? After what we just went through, I would be a fool to say no. Fine. Now then, folks, I'd like us to pull out tomorrow early and be in Indiana by nightfall. So that means we need to get our gear sorted and ready today. But first, you're going to sit right there and eat some of my vittles. <laughs> yes, ma'am. No, I insist. This we can manage without you. 
All right, all right, I know when I'm beat. You need me, I'll just be right over here with the sewing circle. Ha ha, very funny, Mr. Shepard. You know, Jude, it seems like you just can't wait to see the last of me. <laughs> Never, Lil. Though, I admit, it threw me, running into you out here. I thought you were bound for Montana. I was, but that was something we had planned, you and me. After you left, I had to come up with new plans all my own. I teach the local youngsters, play piano at the Lutheran church, and run this little farm. Not a bad life. No, ma'am. Not at all. You've made yourself a right nice home here. Oh, usually a mite more tidy. I'll just see to those bedclothes on the line. Excuse me. I surely don't understand it, Mr. Shepard. What's that? You can spot a scrawny jackrabbit in the tall grass from two miles out. But you can't see how much that woman still loves you. Or how much you love her. Uh, uh, well, Mila, yeah, the older you get, the more complicated mm -hmm. things... Sounds like something Papa would say. Oh, oh pardon. I don't mean to intrude, but... Uh, well, what is it, Mr. Wilde? I was hoping to have a, a word with Mila before we all take our leave. I respectfully uh, decline, Mr. Wilde. If I'm going to have to deal with pig-headed men, it may as well be family. I'll see about helping Papa and Bart. What was that all about? That girl's got it in her head to play matchmaker is all. Ah, for you and the lovely Miss Fancher, huh? Well... Of course, it's not my place to comment. But you're gonna. But if I were you, before I just rode away, I would think about this. In the whole wide country, you just happen to wind up at the front door of your one great love. That's got to mean something, don't you think? Uh, maybe. Could be the Lord sometimes just has to raise his voice to get your attention. <laughs> Lily! Shepherd, I know you're in there. Wild, hand me my gun belt. Here, Shepard, what, what's... Stay in here and stay low. Keep away from the windows, you hear me? Absolutely. Henry Cousins, well, should I call you Chief Running Away? You sure you want to go like that when my cousin Dalt's got a gun to this nice lady's head? If that ain't reason enough to be respectful, let me direct your attention to your buckboard yonder, where my cousin Suzette's got the rest of your party bound up and gagged. You so much as twitch, and Susie'll set off that string of dynamite they're setting on. Oh my God, Mila! Easy, friend. All right, now, take a breath. Why don't we start off with you telling me what you folks want? How about retribution? You shot down five of my family! Not that I recall. I did have quite a tussle with a fierce band of Illinois Sioux not too long ago. That was us, you mangy mules behind. Knows that, idiot. I still can't figure what it is earned us the attention of the cousins' cousins in the first place. We want the gold. The what now? Don't you play stupid, Shepard. I was at the International Pearl when this little man showed you that nugget. I heard him say he'd struck it rich. So that's what this is all about? If we hand over the gold, all of it, you'll let these folks go? You got my word on it. She's lying, Wild. Go fetch that hunk of gold from the dock's bag, and when I give the signal, lob it as hard and far to the left as you can. Okay, Shepard. All right, you thieving snakes. You got the upper hand this time. 
My associate's bringing it now. Ready? Give him the gold, Wild! In the blink of an eye, the young gambler ducks briefly out of the doorway to toss the large stone-shaped lump of gold into the air, its gleaming trajectory followed by the hungry gazes of each of the Cousins gang. This half a moment's distraction is all the time Shepard needs to pull his pistols, firing both simultaneously in two different directions and both with unbelievable accuracy. One bullet shatters Suzette's hand and the other strikes Dalt in the shoulder, knocking him to the ground. Why, you... Stop right there, all of you. I don't fancy being the man who ended the whole family line right here, you understand? Drop your guns! Uh, all right, Shepard. All right. That's good, Henry. I knew you were the smart one. You okay, Lily? Yes, yes. Shepard, I'm fine. You and Wilde see to our folks. In the meantime, Suzette, you and the other two cousins join up with Henry and Dalt. We'll use your own rope to truss you up for the law. There's no gold here for you, cousins. You'll just have to make do with iron bars. All set, Bart? Yes, sir, Shepard. Good man. Well, that was quite the reunion we had. <laughs> yes, ma'am, it surely was. Do you think you might stop back this way sometime? I'd be a fool not to. I wish I had your talent for sniffing out a lie. I'll see you again, Lily Fancher. You have my word. Only next time, maybe come alone and not bleeding. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Well, Mr. Wilde, we got you a little further down the trail. And shot at. So I expect this is where we part company. Actually, if it's all the same, I was hoping to travel on with you for however long you'll have me. You see, I've, I've kind of grown quite fond of the lot of you. And one in particular. Aloysius! I believe, as fantastic as it may seem, that I have found the lady I would most like to court. Say that you'll have me, Mila? Perhaps, Mr. Wilde. If you play your cards right. No cards! <laughs> <laughs> Shepard and his flock moved on meeting no more gold-hungry outlaws on their way. By the time the group reached New Utterby three months later, Bart, under Shepard's tutelage, could drop a sparrow in flight with a single shot, and Mila and Aloysius were engaged to be wed. Shepard stayed on with the Dragonic family for a stretch, ensuring their claim to the land and the city was honored and that the agents of the East Coast Central Railroad were thoroughly discouraged from interfering with the family. And so, the Dragonics prospered and the city grew. Long after Shepard had become a family legend, a large park in the center of town was dedicated to him. And the city itself, alive with electric light and thriving at the turn of the 20th century, was renamed by the Dragonic family in honor of a famous Croatian cousin whose brilliance had taken America by storm, becoming thereafter the metropolis known as Tesla City. You've been listening to Shepherd's Trail, 
on the Tesla Broadcasting Company. Brought to you by Claymore's Nick Proof Razor Blades. Ask any shaver and he'll agree. Claymore's keeps your blood inside where it belongs. Tonight's episode, Eastward Ho Part 2, was adapted and directed by Brendan Jones and produced by Jerry Chrisman for Ray Gun Gothic. It starred Brendan Jones as Shepard, Lauren McCune as Lily, Greg Mansfield as Emil, Michelle Apolitegi as Mila, John Campbell as Bartol, and Daniel Roven as Aloysius. It also featured Karen O'Brien, Jerry Chrisman, and Sam A. Mowry. Foley effects by David Ian and Dino D'Elfwield. This is your announcer, Raymond Dupree. Dousing the fire and packing her in till next time. See you down the trail, pards. Tesla City Stories is produced by Lauren McCune, John Campbell, and Brendan Jones. That's me. Executive produced by Jerry Chrisman for Raygun Gothic LLC. Additional production support provided by John Campbell. Special thanks to Sam A. Mowry of Willamette Radio Workshop, our dedicated cast of talented actors, our tireless crew, and the support of our incredible fans all across Tesla Nation. Please like, subscribe, rate, and review us on your platform of choice. And spread the word about us. That all helps to boost the signal. To learn more about us and see upcoming dates for our live performances, check out our website at teslacitystories.com. Mm-hmm.